Cocaine. We are now at the source of its production. We've just assaulted a series of labs with the Peruvian anti-narcotics units and taken two captives. But the mission isn't over. We still have to walk through a jungle filled with terrorist fighters and try to make it out alive. This is the story we've come here to tell. This is the story of bringing light into darkness. Second coca lab burning. And literally, you walk about 20 yards away from the, from the lab that's burning, and you can't even see, can't even see the smoke that's coming out of it. But now we have to move through the jungle carefully because there are terrorist elements out there whose labs we probably just destroyed, and, uh, and you never know if they're going to strike back. We haven't eaten a thing all day. Yeah. Not even breakfast. Yeah. We just got out of there. This is exhausting. The relentless jungle you have to go through. And then you'll find these labs in the middle of nowhere. This area's all being cleaned out. We just cleared a second coca lab and uh, I think we may be heading to a third or we may be heading back. Uh, pretty amazing, I must say. It's probably the wildest stuff we've done in quite some time, if not ever. Uh, it was a remote lab, wasn't it? It's pretty wild. When we were walking in, and we were coming in to the jungle, you see this tree, and it's carved with uh, like these skulls on it. Basically meaning stay out of the coca field. Moving through uh, through clearing here, we're going back to uh, to a farmhouse to meet up with the rest of the Nandro teams. Then we should uh, we should be on our way out of here. Made it. 
Well, this is just the last remnants that are kind of being burnt from the bus. They've just got some more materials and things that they've been throwing in. They've got all this paste that they've actually seized, and they're going to take that back and then uh, burn it on site. So we destroyed about four labs today in total, but overall it was a success, and now we're just doing the final sweep of the farmhouse before we head out. They are interrogating two captives that they got, a male and a female, and they were saying, well, we've only worked here for two days, and, you know, the, the, the owner is, uh, he lives in town. So they just talked to the prisoners, and you could see that they were pretty resistant, even though they got caught red-handed. But, uh, but they're preparing them to move and letting them take a few personal items. And then once we get back to Bucalpa, they'll book them on all the charges. But it's still pretty tense because we don't really know what we're gonna face on the way back out. You don't know what lurks in the jungles here. I mean, it is so dense. You, you can't see if there's anybody around you. You can't see if, uh, you know, there's there's people that are looking to harm you, whether it's farmers, whether it's the uh, Shine Path or, you know, terrorist groups or anything like that. You just don't know what's out there. You come across trees that have skulls on them. I mean, this is literally like a no man's land. I mean, when you come in here, it's so uh, desolate in the terms of how uh, dangerous it is. Joseph, what's he saying? Well, he's just saying that we have to leave because the terrorists are around here. There's a terrorist este, area around here. Ah, okay. Ya, ya. Ahorita me voy a empezar a desplazar para allá. Okay? Vamos. Se va de lado, Trying to get out of here actually before nightfall because they say the uh, the terrorists come about the shining path is the terrorist group and they've been lingering here since the 80s and uh, we're trying to get out of the jungle before they show up because you don't want to go heads up against them because you never know how many are out there or what the deal is How do you guys feel after that? Not to get you nervous, but they said the most most dangerous part is on the way out. Let's get down, let's get down. Let's get down. How were you saying that? I was just saying the most dangerous part is on the way out. What the heck was that? There's a gun there. Terrorists just shooting off something. Oh, it's ahead. Gosh, something's going on. Get up there. Let's go fast. Let's go fast. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Go, go to the right, go to the right, go to the right, go to the right. Go, 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 go. Stay down, Will. Get down, really down, okay. That's close. 
thing about where they live. Who's doing the shooting? It looks like they're fighting back. That's what they said. They said the most dangerous part was on the way out. All right, get ready to move. Let's go. All right, we gotta go. Go, go. They're firing. Let's get down, let's get down. Gotta get into that tree line. Oh, we don't go. There you go. We gotta get to those trees. Move out of here. Move. We just had Lars bursting on fire ahead. It was just up here in the trees. The terrorists fired and ambushed the lead team. Now I think the commandos are trying to flank and engage them. It's a bullet case. It's just on the ground. Yeah. shot there. They're ahead of us. With the police fighting back. It's not that silver. Gunshot. It's absolutely dangerous here. Just trying to make it back. Back to the car. They're coming back to the thickest part of the jungle right now. Hold up a second, hold up. We're taking cover right now. We don't know where the terrorists are, so no one's gonna move until we feel like it's clear. Trying to get out of here, and uh, heard some gunshots a few seconds ago, and everybody dove. Holes to hide. And that's the thing we always heard was it's actually the worst when you're trying to go because they know you're here and they want to ambush you. But uh, they got the two prisoners. We're heading back. Look, they're bringing out the prisoners right now. It's about almost six o'clock, about 30 minutes before sun's going down. 
it's a bit scary. You know, you don't know what's going on. You don't know if there's a full-on ambush waiting for you or what the deal is. So, you know, you definitely get as deep into the bush as you can. I was just trying to get in as low as I could, away from any kind of bullets or anything. So, but we made it out. We protected us. Did it. You feel just as really tired. Tired? Yeah. Long day, wasn't it? That's a long day, full of action. We almost died there. Were you scared when the gunfire went? Yeah, I was. I was scared. I was like, I was worried about you guys. Get down, get down, get down. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Dangerous. from yesterday. All right, let's check this out. All right. Let's see what the newspaper has to say about that. Here it is. There it is. Go, 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 go. And it says that Leandro early in the morning did a hit to the drug dealers in an area of Aguaitia. This is a big hit. It's a lot, four laps. In one day? It is, it is a lot. i never seen it. You can see the coca lab there being burned. Yeah, it's all burned. Two captives. Got them. Two people they caught. There was two detainees. A late 51 years old. Margarita. Yeah, Margarita. And Danilo. Danilo, he's 25. Wow. My age, man. She was so mad. She was. You see her eyes? They're like red, too. They're like beet red from like smelling and that stuff. Do you guys notice how resistant they were? How they both tried to maintain their innocence and then they said it was their first day working in the lab? I don't believe that the ladies said Well, that you could first. tell on the lady, you could tell her like, fingernails were so like gnarled. They're like, I mean, she'd been digging her hands in that acid for a long time. What was the first thing you said when you saw her? I felt that she was a communist. She was pretty much involved with a terrorist. And she had that attitude, that way of talk, I can tell. All these people are in the Dinandro office. Mm. Coming off the mission, it was surreal to read about the operation in the newspaper. I mean, this is something we are a part of. We could practically still feel the heat from the fire of the labs burning. 
replay images in your mind from the assault, the mounds of cocaine, to being shot at on the way out. And it all makes the mind go round and round. But what really got us thinking were the captives. We thought to ourselves, what choices did they make in life to become traffickers? We wanted to investigate this further, and one reoccurring theme that seemed to be associated with those involved in the drug trade was the close ties to communist terrorism. Joseph had grown up in Peru and witnessed the brutality of communist groups like the Shining Path. So we asked him to tell us the history of how the drug trade and communism joined together. Was there a lot of uh, like terrorist activity down here? Yeah, in there, Culpa? Was. there was. Yeah. And is this the place they would bring the bodies of the people they would kidnap and kill? No, no we're all around here. They would lay the bodies and pile them around the tree and write on them, you know, it says this is how betrayers die. This is the whoever doesn't support the cause. This is how they die and, and things like that. This is for the people who would basically inform, inform on the terrorists. On the terrorists. And they'd come and they'd put the bodies here. Yeah. during this time? Yeah, I grew up during this time. How old were you when it was all going on? I was four and three years old. When the terrorists were here, a lot of people disappeared completely. They didn't find any ID. There were people who were missing. No bodies found. Joseph took us back to the 80s, a time when Maoist revolutionaries threatened to overrun Peru. The group responsible is called the Shining Path, and their leader is Abimel Guzman. The Shining Path are brutal in every way and embark upon a campaign of terrorism that's aim is to destroy the will of the population. They target civilians and government establishments through bombings, kidnappings, and assassinations. Over 30,000 die in their wake. But then, Fujimori, newly elected president of Peru, implements a campaign to eradicate terrorist elements. He decides to fight fire with fire, and Peru becomes a living hell. A break for the government happens in 92 when Guzman is caught and then presented to the media like a caged tiger. With the head of the snake cut off, by the turn of the century, most Shining Path elements have retreated into the jungles or blended in with the population. And it's here, at this point, where the Shining Path begin to focus their involvement in the narcotics trade. Out of money and on the run, terrorists become drug dealers. They either create the drugs themselves or act as guns for hire for traffickers. Now flash forward to modern day and the Shining Path and other fanatical communist groups have a foothold on the Peruvian drug trade. After hearing about the history of the communist past, we had a clear picture into the possible mindset of the captives. No one knew for sure if they were communist, but what we did know is they had been caught red-handed creating cocaine. Thinking about everything from the history to the possibilities of who these captives were, one moment in particular stuck in our minds, and that was on the night we returned from the operation. 
We saw Danilo and Margarita being read their charges and shown the drugs that had come from their labs. Margarita just sat there silently, but you could see the world collapsing in her eyes. She must have been thinking about a million things with one prevailing thought. It's over. She deserved the punishment that was coming. She wasn't innocent, but she wasn't beyond forgiveness either. And for us, in that moment, it reminded us why we are here. We'd come to the heart of the drug trade to bring the message of Christ to those who were furthest from him. We'd imagine the possibilities of known drug traffickers hearing the gospel and turning to the light. And now this was our opportunity. This is why we're here. For this one moment. What did, uh, what did you think when, uh, when, when it happened? What was going through your mind when you, uh, everybody came and surprised you? Is this the first time that he's been caught? It's the primera vez que te The first and the last one. It's the first and the last one. What's the biggest thing that concerns you right now, you personally? She says, first of all, I'm not afraid or ashamed. Why I'm not afraid and not ashamed, she says. There's a lot of congressmen and they steal. Could you more what has he done? What have to do with the government money? A way to be personal, it's 10 solace. What's 10 soles? I wouldn't be ashamed of feeding my children this way. I'm not ashamed. Even if they gave us 10 soles daily, it won't be enough for our food. How are they going to go to school? Yeah. How are they going to eat? Now, I have a question beyond all the, all the political stuff, everything. What do you, what do you think uh, your relationship is now with, with God? Regardless of what happened out in the jungle, but where do you feel like your relationship is now with God? I would lie to God if I said that I believe in Him because if I believe, it means that I will obey, and I didn't obey. She was a Christian before, sister. I used to go to the church right here behind us. The father of my children was Christian. I was a Christian for so many years. I separated from my husband and then I separated myself from God. The thing is I didn't obey, so this is the consequences. My consequence of sin will be this. She says, I told all the people here, I'm not afraid of men. I'm afraid of God. Tell her this, tell her, 
you know, to have a relationship with God, it's very easy. You know, there's not where you might think it's broken or you might think that things are gone. It's very easy to have a relationship with God. And I'm sure that your mind is, you know, right now thinking of everything that's going on because a lot has happened in these last few days. But we're here to tell you as a message from God that He cares for you no matter what's happened, no matter what will transpire, but He loves you. And it's very easy to have a relationship with Jesus where He comes and lives right inside of your heart. All you have to do is simply say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that when your blood came down, it washed away all my sins, and I ask you to come inside and live in my heart. And if you say that believing, God will come and live inside you. That's how simple the gospel is. Thank you, sister. Yeah, and just ask her if we, if we, if we could pray for her. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you right now for her. And Lord, we just thank you that you would encourage her on her heart. And Lord, that you would just give her joy on the inside. And that you would constantly impress upon her how easy it is that you stand at the door and knock. And that you are never too far from any person. And Lord, you stand at the door of her heart right now knocking. All she simply must say is, I receive you in Jesus. And that you will come inside of her to wash her of all sins. And we have an eternal kingdom with you. Lord, I just ask you for encouragement and power and strength over her and Lord that you would just have a great plan for her as you truly do. Amen. We'll come back and see you again too. We'll be praying for you. for us all, but here, now on this earth, every person must account for their own sins and pay the price of justice. Peace in Him.